Hey, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. Today's a good one. I'm joined by Ryland of Origami Angel. Uh, I feel like basketball is a big part of that band. It's been great for him to just talk Sixers and just nerd out about basketball for a little bit. So this is a good one. You guys will love it. Thank you for joining, man. It's good to have you on. Hell yeah! Thank, thanks for thanks for the invite. Yes, it's, it's, I'm really stoked stoked to chat. Absolutely, I feel like honestly, the basketball is somewhat part of like Origami Angels like identity a little bit. <laughs> it's part of the vibe. Um, a big a big part of the identity of the band is is hoops for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you guys got like the you guys got merch right? That's like basketball jerseys even. Yeah, we've done jerseys. We got this one that I really like. That's uh, it's Ronald McDonald and the Burger King uh, <laughs> King uh, going at each other at the elbow. It's real cool at the nail. So maybe. good. <laughs> Would you? Awesome. Uh, there's that one. Yeah, we did the jerseys. We have our own jerseys. Like we have yeah, our own yeah. jerseys that we wear on headliners. Um, that we got made. So that those are pretty cool. Uh, so sick. <laughs> we have those. Um, and yeah, like there's just like little little sprinkles of a uh, of of right. culture just uh all all over the band's persona really you know oh yeah well before we uh yeah before we talk a little bit about basketball uh i wanted to uh i like to start talking a little music a little bit and i guess the little tip-off question i like to ask is uh what have you been listening to lately lately oh man that's that's also Uh, you know alternatively since you know it's still january you know what were some of your favorite things that came out last year Favorite things last year. That's a good one. I have a I have a playlist up here. I can uh, of my top top tracks. <laughs> uh, love the new Pink Shift EP that came out mm-hmm. at the end of last year. That was great. Um, I listened listened to a lot this year, even though or last year, even though it yeah. didn't come out. The sore thumb, oh so oh so. Mm-hmm. Love the new Angel Dust record. Um, love that that. Uh, listened to a lot of the Breakins record. Uh, Breakins was was a big one. Okay. Um, Lately, like last couple weeks, um, been on a big code orange kick over the last couple, okay, couple nice. weeks. Been a, on the underneath vibe, um, yeah. just revisiting that record, Super Violet. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, Infinite Spring by Super Violet. Loves it. That a lot. The new Sweet Pill stuff, been jamming that yep. a lot. I mean, just a lot of stuff's been in rotation. There hasn't been absolutely. anything really this, this, these last couple weeks, like the beginning of 2024, that's been like, I'm back to it every single day. Right. More just like listening to stuff. I've, I've been, um, they do a lot of work like non origami angel uh like music production stuff uh in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks so i've been working with a couple of people um and it's just been a lot of bouncing between some stuff like that and we'll just be like sure. and here here in the office space like i got new monitors recently so i always go back and like check things that i think sound amazing you yeah. know by like some of my favorite bands some of my favorite producers and i'm just like let's check this out and just like listen to this in the new room get more familiar with them um, right so yeah just been bouncing around there hasn't been anything that's been like on, the, on this one every single day cool and um i guess in terms of you know origami angel stuff going on um are you working on new music as well yeah i mean we're, we we like to say we're always working on stuff yeah, you know right. um just you know like every band has probably always got ideas going on whether it's playing new stuff or planning new stuff but yeah we definitely we definitely have a couple things in the locker right now that we're cool. yeah. we're ready to to pull out and start putting on put, putting <laughs> on and, and, and taking out to the court definitely for sure 
yeah i like you know in a lot of your your stuff i feel like you know there is this sort of consistent sound with little like differences between each album uh i feel like you have like your bass level origami angel sound but then you have like these little like pivots within do you do you definitely feel the same way i feel yeah i feel very very much the same way where it's like um whenever we go through a record process or like yeah. whether it's me writing a track or like we, we kind of whenever we're going in on like the aesthetic of a new project it's like um it's always kind of this given and put given take this push and pull of like what you know what we know is not not safe for a better term but kind of like within sure. the realm that we've kind of created and then we always kind of like say okay what can be in there and which ways can we sort of like press the 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 walls of that envelope which ways right. can we sort of uh get through the this the semi-permeable membrane or whatever it is which ways can <laughs> we expand this balloon um and i think it's been something we we uh we we try to put a lot of emphasis on so it's it's sick to yeah. you uh to, to mention that that we're we might not be messing it up <laughs> yeah no it's it's it almost feels like you're putting like kind of like the Tagami gang take on different genres even like uh, on, on on the brightest day like you have the there's like a surf song but it yeah. still sounds like you <laughs> that was the goal that, that one i think it's been the hardest one so far to be like how do we make this one origami angel and it's right. like um it, it took some time but we, we refined that and those songs uh over a good period of time just to try to figure out how to to get it as authentically what it is you know what it's right. going for but also as authentically origami angel how we make this gami for how sure, we make this that sure. it's like you know whether it's a hook or a part or like a guitar thing or just a drum vibe a mix thing it's like there's always right. got to be something that makes it exist because something yeah, that's yeah. really important to me um is just like having so that if you had all our songs in a playlist that um there's like a like a a homing signal almost that it exists as a discography instead of mm -hmm. as like oh there's this record and this record it's like I think before I had talked about it um, with someone from Reverb, where it's like, I kind of consider instead of being like, we're in this record cycle or in this, it's more like we're always just kind of adding to a living discography yeah. that it's kind of we want to bring with us to the next place that we go to, you know? Sure. Never just to say like, oh, we're just going to leave this stuff out here. Because, you know, my favorite bands all do that too, right? Like if I go to see one of my favorite bands and they play one of the old things I love, I'm like, damn, they go to that next new thing. I'm right. like, wait, now this new thing has a new, new meaning to me. And now I've seen mm -hmm. it and that's kind of, you know, all we're trying to do is showcase what we love what we, we have tried to create over the last seven years it's like you know all we're trying to do is just make it this part of something that might be bigger you know yeah yeah and that, i feel like that makes it lasting where it was like um you have a band like uh like brand new which you know all things with that band aside uh they like the early stuff and the later stuff it's like sounds like two completely different bands where it's feel like <clears throat> origami angel you're just completely growing it little by little you know yeah it's like a it's like a linear growth path you know yeah, and yeah. Who, who knows someday i mean like all things considered it's like we've been around for for seven years now but right. as far as it goes it's like we're still pretty young in terms of like right. people making music um <laughs> but like who knows if someday that changes completely um right but for now and like the you know the foreseeable future and the window that i can see into which is usually yeah. six to 18 months um <laughs> things kind of have a you know uh, a linear is not really a word for it but the, you know maybe the growth is sure there, you know it's like yeah, it's, yeah. it's always a building block and you know we've done so much work it's like it, it's, i don't know i've been thinking about this a lot recently with whether it's myself or other people it's just like in anything really you do so much right in life you're always yeah. building up this one thing this one skill this one thing for us right now it's you've built up this catalog of songs it's like 
I'm not ready to kind of take the sledgehammer <laughs> and take the legs out, you know what I'm saying, of mm-hmm. of something that, you know, even if I'm not the biggest fan of our first EP or our second EP anymore, as much as I was when I was 19, um, it still is something that at the time I was the most proud of out of anything in the world. So I don't want to, sure. I want to be true to myself, true to the people who still listen from them, even if it might not be that many people, it's like, still want to be true to that, still true to the band and what we've done. And maybe yeah. if in our eyes, like when we're, when we're playing live or, you know, when it comes to that old stuff versus the new stuff, if someone finds us yeah. from a new record, like brightest days or when summer city came out, a lot of people found out about us. Mm-hmm. How can we make it, you know, exist in this same universe where someone might come back to that and be like, Oh, I never would have thought that yeah. my favorite track would be ROM hack off of the doing the most, or, you know, maybe someone comes in off prices and says, Oh, I, this is how I found out about depart or I found out about, um, anything gen three you know yeah, like yeah. just just trying to keep keep everything existing in a living discography you know <laughs> yeah yeah totally and i feel like in that sense you know somewhere city gami gang brightest days like those all feel like they're in the same universe and like it's very you know that that emo pop punk kind of genre that i that was huge to me growing up um, yeah and but then also i feel like one thing that sticks out to me is you have that ep depart in 2022 yeah what what how did how did that come about because it's obviously completely different from your other stuff yeah yeah that one and the one that we paired with it like three days or however yeah far apart is over a weekend i think is uh yeah. return the acoustic ones came out on friday and then depart mm-hmm. i think came out monday morning at midnight um yeah, I mean, so we had always been like, we want to venture there. I feel like we get into breakdowns on some tracks. Mm-hmm. We both obviously like being from this area and the DC area, just and just just being Pat's background too is just like we both like a lot of heavy stuff growing up. You know, right. like I was very into Caven and it converged through my cousin who was older than me and put me onto that type of shit. And I was like, okay, I'm into that. He put me on a screamo stuff. I didn't really know what was sick about it because I was like mm-hmm. 12 or 13. <laughs> but then growing forward, I was like, okay, this is cool. So at the same time as I was kind of discovering music as an identity. I was also feeling these things through it and sim- similar thing with Pat where it's like he wasn't even as in the emo world he kind of came back from like heavier stuff from like metal mm-hmm. stuff and then eventually came closer to like the indie or emo world that we're in now and this is when you know seven years ago we we're a lot younger people but we both definitely consider our roots a lot when we're making music um it's important it's all we are you know it's like yeah. wow well, still to this day say bare naked ladies one of my favorite bands because <laughs> it's my mom's favorite band and she would yeah, put them on and i'd be like i'd be like Hell yeah, I don't I don't know that this is a meme. I didn't know in 2019 this would be the funniest thing in the world if I told somebody. Right. But when I was seven years old, I was like, this is awesome. Uh, <laughs> so totally. I'll still say that. But coming back to the depart thing, it's like we always had the idea and we we're always like, it'd be cool, it'd be cooler if there's something a little extra. And then we had the return thing with songs mm-hmm. that didn't really make other projects. One of those is really old, like old as old as the band, the first song, Penn Hall. Um Live from the UFO off that record. Actually, so is Francis. Both of those, the first two songs on the on the acoustic EP are like super old tracks. So we're like, we're well, not going to do anything with them. We love them. And we feel like in this environment, it'll be like a very, you know, different thing for us, but still kind of like we we're talking about linear, like growth. It might be a way sure. to bring some of that old stuff to a new light. And then depart. We're just like, let's just have some fun, bro. Like, let's just, yeah. let's just do what we, what we kind of want to do, you know, like, and and go with it. And we had our friend Owen from the band Hazing Over, um, and formerly from Shingard as well, um, mix that. And it was like, it was a really cool, cool experience because they're so great at that heavy music sound. And we we're mm-hmm. just like, all right, like they, the, everything it mixes is just guttural. And we we're like, all right, let's yeah. do it. It's like, we have an opportunity here. We're friends with this person. It, it won't be weird. Like, let's just do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. I feel um, like, so, that, like yeah. that came out around the time I was like, you know, just discovering you guys. And like, Hell yeah. it's, it's funny if, if someone, 
it's like still trying to like figure out a band and listen to them and they they hear both those it's like well i don't know which direction to go it's a bit like, confusing but but like dude you're the vocals like are insane they're awesome oh thank you yeah appreciate that um, that was <laughs> took a lot i was very self-conscious i was like we can't do it unless it's sick you know it's yeah like, that was the thing we had too where it's like it's no it's not if it's ass we're not we're just not gonna put either of them right. out we were, we were like sound. seven times you know like yeah. we're the vocals of it and yeah pretty pretty happy with where it is it's always fun to bring those ones out live yeah. because you know there's some people who really like it it just exists another like kind of piece you know totally. that that this is more like you know as we've been a band for a while that at that point it's like oh, we have like you know 50 songs out through gami gang it's like maybe mm-hmm. we start just putting little weird misdirections out there um for sure as we continue you know just yeah keep having fun with it and that's totally. that's, a, that's a thing it's like we always want to just have fun too on, on top awesome of it. yeah oh yeah and i guess you know within the band you know pivoting to the basketball element a little bit or you know are other people in the band equally is like everyone into basketball in the band yeah well it's just it's just me and pat in the band right. and we both uh both very very into hoops um pat is more of a collegiate hoop guy um he, you know being in the area we're both we're both dmv kids prince george's county maryland very close to college park maryland mm-hmm. he is a diehard umd university of maryland basketball head like up there with like anyone who knows as much about okay. that university's history of basketball as anybody um so he's he's very into that but we are from Prince George's County, which is basketball county. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of players from from this county end up making it to the NBA. My high school, uh, my high school classmate uh, Najee Marshall is now on the New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh. Pat's high school classmate Mark Fultz is now a member of the. I've heard of him. Orlando <laughs> Magic, formerly of the Philadelphia 76ers. We don't yeah. talk about that as much as we used to <laughs> when it was really cool that he. Was- <laughs> was, um but yeah so like the year before pat went to his high school victor oladipo was there um kevin durant is obviously from this area delante west went to my alma mater of high school um yeah. we there's, there's so much basketball history in this area i'm, I'm blanking on a couple others uh ty lawson was was a uh, was from, was from this area minute, yeah. county huge huge i mean then they went away but uh <laughs> like he, he had his moment you know and, and many right. moments i remember i remember when I was first really getting to basketball, I was like, Tyle Austin, kind of, just kind of him. You yeah. know, this guy is cold, cold-blooded. Point totally. guard. Like a proto- prototypical at the time, but now you kind of see players that are in his mold now. It's like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. we couldn't see this coming. This is like, this was Kyrie before Kyrie. This is Trey Young before. It's obviously not to the same heights that these guys were, but yeah, right. guys like Ty Lawson. And it's like a lot of hoopers from this area. Uh, Michael Beasley, Michael Beasley, a lot of bucket getters from, from this mm-hmm. area. So it's been surrounding me my whole life um like i just mentioned my high school classmate is now a member of the new orleans pelicans i got to see him win a state championship in my yeah. senior of high school um but even before that you know every every kid every whatever in, in school it was like in most of america i think football is the biggest sport but my elementary school is all hoops you know yeah. went from my earliest sports memories is baseball and basketball because my dad is a huge baseball head and mm-hmm. um he is kind of my connection to sports uh, as a whole he is a diehard philly everything because he's from that area my parents met in philly um so obviously you know what it's yeah I'm, i don't know if you know it's like but it's, people know how philly people go when, when it comes fans to sports go hard, yeah fans go pretty much harder than any any fan <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of in terms of like 
okay, you're talking about all four sports, all, all four, Amer- oh, yeah, four yeah, yeah. everything. It's like, they're going to go hard for all of it. Some people right. like Buffalo got, got the bills, right? It's like, it's the thing. They're going to go hard as anybody. Oakland Raiders back in the day to go hard for that. It's like, no, nah, Philly is different. It was like mm-hmm. everything. So my dad's like, yeah, you could, you could like another team when I was like four. He's like, you just can't root for them until you leave this house. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's like that. But so I always saw all my extended family is from Pennsylvania. I'd always see how hyped they get for, you know, football. But then they're, you know, obviously Eagles is the main thing. Jesus Christ. But uh, um, <laughs> so we got, we got the Eagles, we got the Sixers. Everyone's getting hyped for the Phillies and Sorry Sixers. And I'm loss, just a kid yeah. in this. I'm the, it's all right. Everybody's been saying that's okay. It needed to happen. It needed to yeah. happen. It, it is not the worst thing. This ain't even the worst loss that I've experienced in the last yeah. eight months. So I'm, you I'm guys okay. got a fresh title. It's fine. It's, yo, this is what I'm saying. The Eagles fans of now, right now, back on the bandwagon post they don't they don't know (laughs) everyone everyone back on it now this this is ass it's the same thing when the phillies (laughs) fans come come in september and they blow it they're like this sucks so bad blow the fuck Uh, the guys yeah you remember the 2017 the phillies were though awful you know what i'm saying like we we have it okay and this need to happen so we know what to what to change Hopefully, that's just the angle I'm saying. That 27th right. greatest Super Bowl victory of all time. Come on, <laughs> we beat the goat. Our backup quarterback. I'm good. I'm good with never seeing another one in football ever. I need the hoops. I need. I need the Sixers rank more than anything. I saw the Phillies. Phillies World Series when I was a child. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of just <laughs> saying all this stuff. They're all diehards. We're all diehards. Yeah. Even though I grew up in the DC area, so it's kind of that was my connection to sports. And I'm like, okay, Sixers. I'm starting to become sentient about sports probably 2005, 2006. Um, maybe a little bit before 2004 is the end of the Iverson era. So I unfortunately didn't get to see him in his prime, like some of the great Philly fans before me. Um, but I felt his impact still. And especially yeah. at that time as a kid in a school where basketball is the number one sport, it's like everyone's talking about AI, right? Even when he goes to the Nuggets totally. so, or the Pistons, he's the coolest guy ever. You know, That's, <laughs> that, that's his thing, yeah. He made basketball like, super cool. The, the coolest person it's like of course you know you've got the greats before him who are, are better you yeah. got magic you got michael you got larry bird you got all these dudes who you know are just aesthetically great at this game of basketball and are in this one brand and then iverson comes and you're like wow he mm-hmm. is just cooler, he, he, he's I, like cooler. I think the thing about iverson too is like you know obviously michael jordan made like sneakers like cool and culture um mm-hmm. Allen Iverson made like what you wear when you play basketball. Cool. He had the shooting sleeve. He had the headband. I feel like headband. That's he made tattoos like, cool huge. in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, like obviously tats were were everywhere before, but he's like, hey, I'm gonna be an NBA player wearing tattoos. Totally. You know, like he he went so hard that they literally had to ban shit because of David Stern's you know little uh, microaggression. So yeah, but like but you put know. a big patch over your whole arm to cover <laughs> tattoos. Like, come on. Yeah. It's crazy, but you know, you, you you look at AI and it's like, even too, I think as, you know, he didn't have the amount of sneaker impact that MJ did, but still the questions sold very yeah, well. I'm still, that's absolutely. we got questions. I got four or five pairs in the house <laughs> right now. This is my favorite shoe of all time because, you know, I just, mm-hmm. it just feels so 2005 to me. I don't know why it's yeah. so cool, but it is. Um, but yeah, so I felt the impact of AI and I always felt very cool about him being a 76er um, because a lot of Philly stuff when it came to the Eagles back then. I'm in in, in DC. If believe it or not, there is more Cowboys fans out here than there are Washington football fans. Oh. Um, but so you get the whole NFC East rivalry because you've got a lot sure. of Philly people who moved down to DC. You got your Commanders people, Washington football people. That's mm-hmm. whatever they can have that whatever. You got the Cowboys people, and then you also got some Giants people because it's very right, common right. For people to move from Jersey, move from New York. Um, 
that's kind of like a hub, you know, this DC area is kind of weird like that. So you get it. And obviously you're going to get a lot of shit as Eagles fan, but sure. it was cool to see like, okay, there's a guy who plays or used to play for the Sixers that everyone loves. Like no one hates him, <laughs> which is kind of unique for, right. for a Philly athlete. It's like, no one hates him. It's <laughs> insane. So as a kid, you're like, yo, yeah, I take a lot of pride that AI was in there. You know, you got kids coming to school in Iverson three on mm-hmm. Jersey on it, whether it's a Nuggets or a Sixers Jersey. And it was like, Yo, oh, I, I love him. You know, he's cool. He's great. I've seen him. Um, my dad tells me he's great. My cousins all say he was he was amazing. And right. you know, you all he meant something to them. And I was like, okay, so gonna kind of take that and go with it. And at the same time, this area is very, very basketball first. And it's a time where, okay, now Kevin Durant makes it to the league, right? Like when I was younger. Um, it's like everyone's talking about him. It's like, oh, he's from Prince Pr- Pr- County, he's from Capitol Heights. Like this is a guy kind of from this area. Now he's poised to be one of the next great players. Same year maybe you're Larry's same thing with Michael Beasley mm-hmm. but yeah I, it was a very interesting time um coming to to how that would come to my life at that time because then we had the most mid Sixers teams ever like Evan <laughs> Turner Drew Holiday rookie year oh, Elton yeah. Brand Spencer Hawes Michael Andre Carter Godala, Williams yeah. rookie of the year Oof, I'll never forget that me and my yeah. dad went to his second game not his first game <laughs> um because it was Sixers Wizards 2013 October, um, the in the in his rookie of the year season, um, and he had just had that game against the Heat, where he mm-hmm. put up a near quadruple double in his first game against yeah. the reigning MVP LeBron James, reigning Finals MVP, MVP, and we were like, man, we really got the next right. Mac, we really got the <laughs> next Penny Hardaway, like we are prime for the future. This so rebuild is not going to take any time at all. <laughs> so we watch the second game and he's hooping. I think we lose to the Wizards, but we're like, no, we got a good thing and. It's New Orleans Noel too. He was out, but he's warming oh, yeah. up. I remember being like, "Oh, he's shooting! Like well, he's gonna be a shooter. Stretch five. No, no, it all went Man. to shit." So if you can imagine those Sixers teams when you're like 14 to 16 years old, you gotta mm-hmm. look elsewhere in the league to yep, kind of like yep. find something. But that is kind of inadvertently what made me love basketball even more than just being like, "Oh, my favorite team." Because I'm kind of like that with football, you know. I know, I know, whatever. But I'm all about the Eagles and baseball. Yeah. I was more into because I played baseball. Um, yeah. but with, with the Sixers, it was like, okay, well we suck. I, if I want to <laughs> see good basketball, I'm not going to find it. I'm not going to find a league pass. Not for my right. one team subscription. I'm not going to find it there. Now we could go and get some crazy seats for cheap and it'll be awesome. So we go see, Oh, like who, who do you like on one team? You know, if me and my, right. we were seeing extended family. It's like, Oh, let's go try to see this. Let's try to see the jazz or something. I don't know. Like, let's not that I like them, but like, let's try to yeah, see yeah. whatever. The, the magic. And we'll get them see good, yeah we'll see some crazy games like like yeah. mid-offs you know right. <laughs> and but with insane seats for like 30 bucks we're like, yes. this is awesome no way. <laughs> feel the fire type of shit it's it's right. awesome awesome but man, at yeah. that time it's like i got to look elsewhere and you know that was sort of right around the rise of steph curry and the golden state warriors dynasty it was at the end of the spurs and the lebron james heat stuff mm-hmm. but right at the beginning of the cavaliers era and it it was a great time for hoops um I, you know from like 2014 to like you know before kd joined the warriors and <laughs> i think i think being like in the prime basketball watching like time of my life right it's like i don't got a job at this point not yeah. in college i'm in high school um it's like okay this is the prime era where it's just you know this winter sport where i don't have to really do as much life commitment stuff i can just uh i can just vibe out I can watch hoops. I can watch every team in the league. It's going to be awesome. I can blow yeah. up all of my homework. It'll be sick. And so that was right at the, 
the rise of Steph Curry and the Warriors um, going off against the Cavaliers and we got those epic battles and you know that 2016 year was my senior year in high school and that was Kobe's last game um, mm. Kobe's last year and Kobe's last game um, the Villanova championship my mom went to Villanova so uh, okay. that was that was important in our house I remember this yeah uh, uh, we had that, and then we had the Cavaliers come back from 3-1, and in the same year that the Golden State Warriors came back from 3-1, I think that year really cemented as, like, this is the greatest sport of all time. Like, like there's yeah. just nothing better than hoops. So from then, it's just like, all right, when when we get that shit, it, that was that was when the, the poison began. began Because <laughs> this is right around when it was, like, clear, okay, Joel's coming back. Like, he's going to be good. We had seen glimpses of it, whether it was preseason right. or whatever. And it was ben like, Simmons looks okay, good. At this We're about point, to, Ben Simmons looks good. Yeah, I think this is pre-us drafting Simmons. We got right, right. that that draft. So if we're getting we have the number one pick, and I and I see LeBron win it for for Cleveland, and I was like, nothing ever made me feel like we need a chip other than that. I was like, <laughs> we need a fucking championship. Right. Like I was like, it's chill when the Warriors win. I don't give a fuck. It's chill. It's chill when the Heat win. It's chill when the Spurs win. Whatever. It was chill right. when the Lakers won when I was a kid. It was chill when the Celtics. Actually, I hated the Celtics one, but uh, regardless, I was I'm a Bulls fan. I hated the Celtics too. So let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, so everything I was like, fuck everyone. But when I saw the Cavs win and just saw LeBron crying off, I was like, we need that shit because that's how it will be. It will mm-hmm. be like that, and that was when the poison started. And I was like, it's gonna happen because we're getting Ben <laughs> gonna happen because Joel Embiid's not gonna get hurt again it's gonna happen because Mark yeah. Fultz will be great it's gonna happen because we got Jimmy Butler Tyrese Maxey is nice I don't there we got we got Maxey now so so we're we're good yeah. I'm in an yeah. interesting spot with the Sixers where they've let me down enough times that I have no expectations and now it's fun because you just you just cool. ride you ride the wave you know I ride this is um this is an interesting year for for the Sixers because I think everyone thought they would be dog shit because of the hard and stuff yep um but I think you know, not to comment on Harden. I think Harden's a fine player. His time here was weird. It ended weird. Yeah. Um, he is weird. That is that is just <laughs> yeah. true. I knew I knew that before we had him. He oh is, yeah. Unfortunately, he is one of my favorite players ever, just because of I. Everyone hated him, and I was like, okay, I think that's cool. Right. Um, I like a villain, and I was like, one year he'll be fine. I always thought he needs someone like Joel. I always thought it would be like that. I can't say he's one of my favorite players anymore after all the shit. Where I'm like, damn. I, I loved him at one point. Coming here, he's a top five for me of all time in, like, right. in terms of just guys I like. Just because I love the play style, you know, whatever. Not the free throw shit, but the the fucking – what he was able to do, get teammates involved. Like like not the 36-point-a-game one. I'm talking about the one where he lost the MVP to Russ, but he was averaging mm-hmm. like 29 and, and 11. And I was like, that's just awesome. No one does yeah. that shit. And it, it's great. And I, I thought, okay, the per guy like this with our guy will be sick and we're whatever, you know. It's like yeah. – but. <laughs> It was a strange time, but leaving, I was like, okay, like, we're not going to be shit. Everyone thinks we're not going to be shit. We'll see what happens. Turns out Joel's just pretty damn good and maybe, maybe can do this shit without hard. You know what I'm saying? It's like at the same level, it's not that much different of a team. And he has gotten better. I'll give him that from his MVP season. He's gotten better. He's in a better position. Got a hundred times of a better coach. And there you go. um, And I think at the end of the day, it's like, He's just one of those players that can carry you in a regular season. It's going to be one thing in the playoffs, but I'm just happy that we're not dog shit because the yeah. same thing happened when, when Ben Simmons held out, there was this peak. And I realized uh, me and my partner were talking about this first. Like, do you remember those games 
before Ben Simmons was traded for Harden, but the Sixers were still good. Like Joel, yeah. it was still like dominating teams and like putting up 40 and like 11 assists. It was really cool. And it was like, I was like, that's going to be the future. And we're going to get a scoring guard next to him. Like, like Levine or something. And it'll be sick with Max and Levine. And then the hard thing happens. It's like, Oh, now he's not going to touch the ball except for a shot, you know? And, right. and that's cool. He's one of the greatest scores in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was, it was just weird because I had more fun watching that shit. Then when Harden came here and it was like, oh, right. same fucking play every single time. Dribble 15 seconds. All right. Pick and fade or like a mid, mid, mid roll off the short roll off the fucking pick and roll. And it's like, do that into a double team, into a, into a face up. And it was like, <laughs> it's sick when it works, but it kind of isn't great to watch. <laughs> now it's like, all right, post up, nail, elbow, yeah. back to the basket. And we're just going to move. We're gonna, and now Maxi's game has has gone up so i feel like that's kind of fills that gap that you kind of wanted out of harden a little bit yeah yeah i mean so and i think it's more in the vein of what you want next to NBA yeah. in his ideal role right where it's like he's still ideal a superstar role isn't, he's still a superstar and he can get you the point i mean he's scoring more than he did last year he's scoring 30 yeah. fucking five points a game right it's insane it's also averaging three more assists so it's like let's get him let's make him a hub for the offense instead of the mm-hmm. finisher you know i like that a lot more and i always kind of felt like that where it's like if he's the hub he doesn't need to be backing guys down every play. He can get the shot. He can finish. He can also create something where there's a cut for Kelly Oubre. You got Batum now in the corner. Even Tobias Harris, who I got a right. toxic relationship with, <laughs> he'll come involved to cut or they'll create stuff. They'll create stuff off dribble handoffs, use that backside as a pick and roll action. It's like it's a lot better to watch. And then it allows him to be more engaged defensively as well, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we get back. We're not always finishing everything. Maybe he can get more engaged as a rebounder. Not last night, but. <laughs> they know right. he has been at, at points of this season um and it, i think it's just allowing a better course of basketball actions to, to come which i'm optimistic about the future of the team i don't know if this is a year where something like that happens but or something Never special know. happens but you're building something you know and yeah. all this is, is, is about building shit i think we've seen that in the last couple of years you know when it's For about sure. the bucks or uh the the warriors chip in 2022 which doesn't feel real but uh <laughs> um uh, last year the nuggets it's like consistency is oh, everything yeah. you know like you get guys around your superstar that fit and maybe jamal murray and uh, michael port jr are around Jokic enough that you get this synergy that you just mm-hmm. can't replace by hunting stars the every you know whatever star that would look good next to whatever player i think you're seeing yeah. that you've seen that at times with with like the suns it's like okay you trade for kd in the middle of the season but you don't have this synergy yet no you no. know and i feel and that's like a team you that know... was in the finals a couple years ago right and I feel like too, like there are thoughts of maybe the Sixers do trade for like Levine or DeRozan off the Bulls. But yeah. like, do you need it at this point? Like, would you rather just have that chemistry and yeah. a another superstar, so to speak? Yeah, and that's that's the thing too. It's like, what are you, what are you looking after? Now, obviously, I don't know the question. I don't know the answer to these questions. I'm not a GM, right. so I'm not a GM. But like, as just someone who does watch a lot of hoops and sees teams that are have been great post the LeBron dominance era. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is like teams that have synergy. The Warriors had so much synergy even after Kevin Durant because those guys yeah. played together until they're washed. And now it's like, okay, well, obviously they're going to fall off at some point, but right. they have so much synergy. The Bucks had so much synergy because that same core just switching out who? Eric Bledsoe for Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Like really, it's like the Tucker better version. And yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they get, they get, you know, your pieces after, after yeah. like you, to those guys, but Middleton, and Lopez and Giannis and you know the, I mean those three guys have been together for and built something even when they were getting bounced in the second round mm-hmm. and then you come say okay we're gonna make some upgrades where we can 
Eric Bledsoe is now Drew Holiday. You know, you got a guy, a middling guard to the best guard defender in the NBA. And I have the best defense in the NBA. And you got a guy who can go off for, you know, just another option. Someone who can be a syner- synergetic, I guess that's a word, uh, option in your offense right. and in your defense. Like, okay, now you just advance that. It's kind of the um, Nuggets thing too, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. okay, now we got Aaron Gordon in here, but into a system that we know he's going to fit in. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to cover up deficiencies of some of our other players, um, but we still have a consistency before him. It's not five guys learning a new offense exactly. every single every single season, which I think that's been kind of the Sixers issue in the past. And, you know, like you can say, like, I think Maury's a great GM, but sometimes he just goes star hunting. It's like, let's just fucking put things together. Right. And on the Rockets, he's like, just put things together and it'll work. <laughs> and I'm like, it'll work in a regular season because at the time, prime James Harden was one of the best offensive conduits that the league's ever seen. It'll work in the regular season because Joel Embiid is a two-way force that can right. carry you by himself to a top five seat. But we need to see more synergy. And I like that Maxi has come into this role and been able to, you know, spread his wings a little bit without James, mm-hmm. but I'll give credit to James. James taught Maxi a lot of his stuff. And I think forcing Maxi to play off ball off yeah. of James and Joel has made him an ideal player. Now as a number two, where it's like, okay, he can come off, you know, what an off ball screen, he can come, he can cut, he can come. He's great in the DHO. Um, but at the same time, you need him to come and take a step back three or call for stream go on, go the other way. It's like, he's going to be able to do all that stuff at a higher level than he would have otherwise, which, so if there's any silver lining to the Harden yeah. experience, it was that. It's, it's exciting to watch. I feel like, you know, with the Sixers, it's like, it doesn't matter, honestly, what seed you are. I think you'll know you'll be top three seed four at worst, maybe, but like, I yeah, know you'll the be in the playoffs. Yeah. You'll know you'll be in the playoffs. So it really comes down to, all right, let's just like, do good during this, do good enough during the season in the playoffs. We have that sort of chemistry to get it through. Yeah. Build something, build something with a new coach. It might not be this year, but you know, depending on matchups, I think that's another thing we're seeing in the playoffs recently though, mm-hmm. too, is that matchups are kind of everything before in the past, it just felt best talent's going to win every single time. Right. But I think with the evolution of three, the three point game, the evolution of coaching, um, the evolution of these star players and kind of the talent of the league getting, you know, at the, at its worst, a little bit better. Um, and I think sometimes that it's peak a little bit closer yep. together. Let's just say that. I don't know. I don't, I can't really tell you, you know, anything, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's we're much more fans. close. Yeah. We're just fans, but it, it feels a lot closer when you're watching like yeah. the, you know, your 10 rotational players, then it has in the past, at least to me where it's like, you know, coming up from my era was like, okay, well, it's going to be fucking Kobe and the Celtics every mm-hmm. year. And then it turns into, well, it's going to be LeBron and whoever in the West. LeBron and the Spurs or the Lakers, LeBron and, you know, OKC, like Kevin Durant for however long. Oh, it's going to be LeBron and Curry. Where it just felt every single year, whoever's the most talented team is going to get to the finals, no matter what their play style was. If you had two or three of these guys, you're good. Now it kind of feels like that shit has gotten so much closer together. That's like, okay, well, yeah, the Heat heat are matchup against the Bucks. One bad thing happens. We're looking at an eight seed sweep, you know, almost, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at eight seed demolishing a one seed mm-hmm. and you know there's injuries involved in there too but at the same time Giannis was injured when they won a championship yeah, true. you know it's, it's not I mean, it's not that different yeah and you're also in an era where like yeah this this warriors dynasty is dying down like yeah who are like the the guys you're guaranteed to see up there Jokic. i mean like the nuggets Jokic. like you can pretty much count on Jokic to and the nuggets to be Jokic. up there but like 
it, it's it's all closer together. I think that's just generally the NBA now. They're not yet. Yeah, there's no there's no team that I love that. I think the playing uh, tournament has has lended to that a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. But I think also naturally, just over time, as the LeBron dynasties and the Warriors dynasties have kind of faded out, <clears throat> yeah, and sort of the power of Kevin Durant being able to carry a team has sort of tailed right. off too a little bit. Where it's like, okay, well, these three, four main faces, they'll get you there. They'll get mm-hmm. you there, but they might not be able to just, you know, laugh in the face of your Jokic's, your Giannis's, your Joel's, your your uh, um, whoever, even like an up and coming team like the Thunder yeah. or like the Grizzlies Oof. a couple years yeah, ago. You know, sure. like like you got teams now where it's like, oh, I could see them. You know, it's it's not a sure thing over there. It's not a sure thing in the East where it's like, Boston looks great. Boston's fucking amazing. I hate that. Yeah, um, I know. They look same. great, you know. At the same time, it's like you've got teams that just put a little synergy together, like the Knicks. We're talking about like a team adding to Drew Holiday, similar as like that might be what OG is to right. OG Ananobi. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so, to be honest. But you you don't really know until you see True. that shit, and you can have a, a good good idea. You can have a hunch, but you never know it in terms of a matchup. It's like maybe the Knicks just match up great against the Bucks for some reason. Yeah, and and they can do it. You see you see a lot of stuff like that where it's like. There's some matchups, three, six matchups that have been close. You get some, not to bring up, as you mentioned, being a Bulls fan, but you see some three, six matchups like the Bucks and the Bulls, and it's like, uh, this is basically a first-round buy. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't disagree with you at all. <laughs> that that year's fucked up, though, because like I'm, I am I do my, my fair Bulls research, and um, I I do believe that window where Lonzo was healthy on the Bulls, and they were the number one seed strong. going to the playoffs, I believe. That was some beautiful basketball right there. That was beautiful mm-hmm. hoops. I thought that was a great constructed team. I thought Lonzo's rise was was really underrated. And um, I think now you can kind of tell he was he was a glue to that team that um not a lot of teams have a contending, not a lot of contending teams have a piece like that. It's like, okay, we're on a reliable distributor who can lock the fuck up on defense and mm-hmm. is big for a guard. Like that was that was really underrated. Well, and you also have the other one in Caruso like next to him, like doing kind of the same thing. Damn. Yeah. So you got two big guards. Yeah, uh, Levine, who is also a big guard, by a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is they have Vucevic that year. Do they have? I think that was the year they got. That was the year they got Vucevic. I think they got Vucevic. Yeah. Um, Maybe the year before, you know, but yeah. Either way, like you know, there was there was plenty going on. I think that was also the first year we had DeRozan. Yeah, they had got DeRozan in free agency that off season. They got both Lonzo and DeRozan. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were clowning them, being like, "Oh, this is right." Whatever. But I'm like. Yo, these are some great wings on this team. A lot of good mm-hmm. wings on that basketball team that are going to do some damage. And they and they did. I remember because them and the Sixers were the top two seeds going into the All-Star break that year. And that was the year we did not Ben, um, where Ben sat out. And I remember a lot of people being very surprised at the Bulls' ability to put a run and the Sixers' ability to go on a run without without a max contract. Um, yeah. Like, just, just basically sitting on <clears throat> refusing to play. So I do remember that very, very, very fondly. Um, and the Bulls are a team too, where it's like, I, I'm a hater. I'm a huge hater of a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of Eastern Conference teams, but I could never really find the energy to hate the Bulls with a lot yeah. of vitriol the same way my older Sixers companions do. I didn't experience the Jordan era, so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have that. To me, Jordan's just a goat. So I'm like, whatever. Y'all haven't really yeah. done anything since then, so I can't <laughs> exactly. feel bad. It's just, you know, I can't feel bad about. Um, when the Bulls are good and I, I can have sympathy. It's like a Pistons type of thing for me. Yeah. You know, like it's like I didn't get to see their peak even when they're, you know, they're great in the 2000s. And I remember that, but I caught more the tail end of that as right. LeBron was taking them down. Um, 
so I can't feel bad for because I do feel bad. But I can't feel bad when they're good, you know. Sure, yeah. And the, the thing with that when the Celtics are good, <laughs> right? The thing with that season you were talking about too is like the Bulls were good, but they could not be good teams, including the Sixers who just dominated them every <laughs> single game. I don't know what it is, man. I think if I was a Bulls fan, I would think Joel Embiid is the greatest player of all time because he I think I've watched him every put up single 50, time. Yeah, fifties. There's three teams. Me and um. Our manager Tim is is from Philly and he's a big big Sixers fan as well. And we have like group chat with some Philly Philly heads. Um, but we were talking recently because we went to go see um last season Joel played the Hornets, um yeah. and put up fifty three. Yeah. And we were like the Hornets, the Bulls, and the Wizards. If you if you were a fan of those three teams, you might think Joel isn't beat is actually God because I remember <laughs> me and my partner went to a Wizards game here where Joel played. He got fifty. We saw that fifty three against the Hornets. I saw him put up 48 in DC last year. Um, <laughs> we saw him put up 47 against the Nuggets last year. That's a great game, him against Jokic. But we, it's like, it's crazy to me too because it's almost normalized. But I'm like, when I used to go to Sixers game back in the day, our leading scorer had like 22 points. It'd be Evan Turner. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> right, like I'm. This is a blessing. Andre Iguodala. Yeah, Iggy. Well, Iggy special is he put up 18 points, eight rebounds, five <laughs> turnovers. <laughs> 30% from the field, but uh, <laughs> I remember that a little too well. But yeah, right. free throws, man, he, he was good with that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Iggy was great. It, it, it was cool. But yeah, it, it, there's a lot of, there's some teams where Joel just go the fuck off on him. And yeah. the Bulls is one. So that I know you've seen and been on the, the other side of some, some master classes. <laughs> unfortunately, I think he just gets up. I think he, he, he gets up to play Jordan's old team. It's like what he mm-hmm. said. Where he's like, yeah, you know, right. they know good basketball, and he he thinks Michael Jordan's a goat. He's like, I, I want to get up and rub it in their face. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I, 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 that's I cool. That. I mean, yeah. before that, it was that's the shit Dwayne Wade would do, you know, right. uh, against the Chicago back in the day, and it, as a hometown thing for him right. too. But um, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, the, the, I remember that the Bulls not really being able to beat as many good teams, but still, it was kind of question marks. Like, what what can they do? Uh, what can they yeah. do if if everyone's healthy? Um, sadly the Lonzo thing has gone such a, a crazy thing. He's like not scheduled to play until maybe end of next season. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, that's me, crazy. It's, I've never the, seen anything the, like that. It's, it's in the past for me. Like if it's, if he does play for the yeah. Bulls ever again, it's a surprise. Um, right. It's like a Markel so, thing that, yeah, that we yeah. have where it's like, it's like, it's just a sad thing. Know, you man. can't control. Yeah. I was, I was I'm really bummed about that too with Lonzo because um, I mean, he was just kind of finally turning it around too. And mm-hmm. it, like, not just the game. I think his game had been turned around since he was in New Orleans, but no one wanted to watch those games. True. Um, but I think he was turned around his reputation. Like yeah. league wide, it was getting to be known, like, oh, this guy can be a sniper from the three point line. And his six dad attempts was kind a of game. Quieter. He wasn't like a into- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's right as his brother was coming into the league. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's 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 disappointing too. Um, so I definitely feel for the Bulls on that one. I yeah. know it's like I know it's like having a for sure, a, for sure. I guess player. uh uh, another question I had, I guess, in regards to, uh, I guess, like the band and stuff is when it comes to basketball, are there any moments like on tour or any where, where basketball and the music have kind of collided other than what you say and like your, your jerseys and stuff? Are there any like stories you have where, you know, you meet people on tour who are really into hoops or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we so we've definitely toured with some people that do really love basketball. Um, recently, we were in Japan with Oso Oso. Oh, sick, um, yeah. <clears throat> And Jade, Jade loves hoops. He's a big Knicks fan. So we oh. got a little thing going back and forth. But he's such like a wholesome, positive guy that I like, can't <laughs> yeah. talk shit to him. Yeah. So right. I'm just like. And that's like, in your Philly, your Philly core. 
Yeah, I know. I'm like, fuck, this guy's so nice. I can't, I can't hate him. <laughs> For a um, Knicks fan, that's surprising though, because Knicks are right up there with with Philly fans. <laughs> They are different for sure. I think yeah. almost we have a little camaraderie where it's like, yeah. you know, we both know, we both know we're kind of like in this phase right now. Where it's like, we're not hanging out too much or on this tour. It's like, we don't maybe want to overshoot. Right. But I think it's kind of like this, um, what's it, we're like a, like a, a standoff, you know, like we're just yeah. like, all right, who's going to be a piece of shit first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's going to save something fucked up first. But no, so like, uh, Jade loves hoops. And, um, we got to talk a lot about hoops and there was a couple of times where we're like, yo, there's a basketball court in Japan. We should try to do it. But we ended up not being able to, yeah. um, that was an awesome experience overall, just even outside the hoops, just being there with, with, with everybody and just being in Japan was awesome. But, mm-hmm. um, it was really cool just to, to be able to catch up with, with Jade, like on the train. Sometimes we would just be talking to talk about, you know, his favorite Knicks month memories and going to games and stuff. Yeah. He's a big Yan- Yankees fan too. And cool. so we have a Phillies Yankees thing going on, but right. so there's that. And, there was one tour where we we did we did the Wonder Years. Um, we did their Upsides in Suburbia ten year anniversary tour, and that was on on that tour. James Harden got traded for Ben Simmons, Ooh. and they're they're from Philly, uh, oh, cool. generally Philly Philly heads in terms yeah. of um, in terms of hoops, in terms of everything. Right, they're the type that like they'd be in their on their bus, fucking put the birds game on, you know, like uh, <laughs> type of shit. They're like, yo, come through, watch it, like. Um, right. And then especially Dan from, from the band loves, loves all sports and is always into it. And um, we talked a lot on that tour, just chopping about Sixers, talking about stuff. It'd be like, Oh, like there's a down Joel and be poster Jared Allen. I yeah. see it. I'm like, Holy shit. On my phone, we're ch- walking around backstage and she's like, yo, you see Joel. I'm like, yeah, dude, I saw the shit. Um, so that was a big one. It was like a two month long tour too. That's and sick. we were the second band on it. And so we were like, not like we were only playing like 30 minutes a night. If that mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Like, we like don't gotta be as many as early as we usually mm-hmm. do we're just vibing out so that's where we we were hooping a lot uh it cool. was me pat damn our tour manager we would go out and just like find a place and we just put up shots and we just that's like a couple sick. hours a day that was the most that and the tour we did before with uh with mom jeans um in november of 2021 was like the most we ever hooped on tours we would just be every day we were like fuck it like, we got so sick. much time we were running such a small crew back then. It was just three yeah. people. So we didn't have to like worry about, Oh, this person taking showers. Cause it was like, mm-hmm. let's go, let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where we're staying that night. And it's like, Oh shit, we're three hours early, Arizona. Oh, it's a park over here. Let's go. Let's get, let's go to things. So we've had some, um, we've had cool. some legendary, legendary one-on-one yeah, games yeah. between did, me and Pat. Um, did I, uh, hear something too, that maybe this is completely wrong, but I, that you guys sometimes do like some like practice sessions, like on courts or something like you'd play acoustic or something. Am I making that up? I don't know if you've ever done that, if I'm being okay. honest, but that's fair. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Well, we do um, something called half court sessions where people perform on court. So if I would you guys come through I Chicago, would... come through. Yo, I'd love to. That would be so fucking cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sick. Um, cool, man. So the last thing I want to do uh, is I we have a little game at the end. I don't know if you saw in the email. Yeah, um, yeah I did. It's, it's a fun little name association game, kind of like we got a player. And who is like the musical musician comp, whatever that, that, type thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do all these Sixers players. And uh, yeah, so I saw your list. I have, I have some options. I have a couple cop outs for a couple, okay, but cool, I, cool. I got you. So let's start with Tyrese Maxey, as we've been talking about. This is the one I have a cop out for. I have two answers for this because I thought about this <laughs> a lot. So the first thing that comes to me with Tyrese Maxey is speed, is youth, energy, 100%. wholesome, you know. 
there's a band in my area, uh, in the DMV area, a pretty small band right now called Combat. Mm-hmm. The way you would spell Combat, C-O-M-B-A-T. Uh, they're awesome band, like in the likes of just, you know, all the the cool fucking California indie punk bands that have come before them. You know, uh, right. they're very young kids. Like the kid Holden is like 19 years old. He's writing great songs. Um, they're so fucking cool to see live. So much energy. Um, they're, they're the Tyrese Maxi comp to me in terms of one-to-one. But yeah. Not a lot of people are going to know as much of it. They will soon. They will know about combat soon. But mm-hmm. uh, I promise you. I promise you. Um, but so for the bigger picture one, I think early Joyce Manor. That's just the thing Ooh. to me where it's just like feels fun. It feels so fun to watch. It's like with me, my relationship for early Joyce Manor songs, I just feel like, man, I don't even give a fuck about what yeah. they're saying. This shit's just fun. You know, like, right. like and that's me going to shows back in the day and like the Never Hung Over Again era, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't really early. It's like middle. But um <laughs> They're they're one of if not my favorite band of all time. So yeah, and Tyrese is one of my favorite players. So Hell I think yeah. it, it fits a lot. That's, a, that's just kind that's of the energy. Fun. Just fun, yeah. That, just fun. It's a fun and, and wholesome and, and right. a, a good energy. And it's like everyone. That's the other thing too. It's like I don't really meet a lot of people in the scene. I meet a lot of people with some hot takes. I don't meet a lot of people who are like, well, Jewish matter. Because <laughs> the same thing is like everyone we're talking about with AI. It's like people hate Philly athletes, man. People hate Joel, um, but. Yeah. I will go routinely on whether it's like Reddit or Twitter and stuff. It's like Celtics fans, right. Knicks fans, uh, uh, Bulls fans, any every type of fan. Lakers fans will be like, "Man, I just love Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. I love, I've loved watching this kid play. It sucks that he's on the Sixers, but I love him." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hell yeah! Like, absolutely. He's that. He's that cool. <laughs> he's he's just like yeah, such a pleasant guy. Um, yeah, I I I feel like I've I'm in the same kind of boat as you. I I went somewhere in between because like yes he's fast he's like intense but he's like just mm-hmm. like pleasing um and i went with uh a wilhelm scream you know that band yeah yeah that's a good, yeah. good one i feel like they're very uh you know they fucking shred uh and it's yeah. very fast paced but it's also very melodic which is like very mm-hmm. like pleasing to listen to even though it's like straight up even lyrically it's like very intense shit you know yeah i feel that i feel that so, yeah, for sure. i feel like i feel like that's somewhere like in between Joyce Manor and um who was your first pick again? Combat. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I feel like that's somewhere in between what you're describing. Definitely, definitely. Cool. Uh all right. So the second one is the ever present Alan Iverson. Yeah, I think this one this one almost feels like how about two, but it's just his he's right. so cool. It just turns style. You know, it's just he's he's like the the band that everyone would be like, that band's fucking cool. Just mm-hmm. like even not about the music, just these people, like people would seem like rock stars. People would seem right. larger than life in terms of just like what you see on a stage where you're like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. fucking awesome. It's, and it's like, this is this is great. Same thing as like, kids will be talking about Turnstile relativistically the way that they talked about Alan Iverson. You know totally. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they'll be like, that's cool ass shit. And it'll just put people on to, to what they are doing, you know? Um, right. That 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 feels like a cop out just because it feels like the coolest band. So <laughs> yeah. no, that's that's totally accurate though. Cause like even when you look at them, like they they made this like kind of like punk hardcore stuff, like pop in in us in a way. Yeah. And and that's like it 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 broadened the audience so much. And I think that's it's crazier than you'd ever imagine. And yeah. to see where um to see where that like sphere extends to is, is insane. Where it's just like things look a lot differently in that genre, but just in, in terms of the music as a whole right now, in, in most spheres mm-hmm. look a lot differently before and after the rise of that band, you know, just, just like, totally. you see the shows that they're playing, you know, like 
see them play in DC one year it's 930 club max time at the yeah. anthem which is 6,000 cap venue it's like that's insane that's a lot of people that's like a maximal court yeah that's yeah it's insane and their the rise I, I I feel like I couldn't have picked a better band for that I wish I picked that um <laughs> because you know as I was trying to think of of Iverson it's just like how do you how do you pick someone to to embody like a guy like him i i don't even like my pick anymore but i went with someone who's like who's like bjork because it's like i I can see that he's unique yeah what a unique iconic voice but like iconic yeah maybe you might not like him but like you can't you can't doubt the influence that echoed beyond i fuck with that 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 makes a big a a lot of sense a lot of sense comparison I tried to find someone who like yeah totally influenced so many Iconic. so many people. Just yeah, absolutely. Even if you that's the thing with with Iverson, it's like even if you don't watch basketball, you know who he is just because of his yep. style and 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 like who he is. And people know Bjork because she's strange as hell. But even if you don't yeah. know her music, and the yeah, and even a layer further than that, it's like even if you don't know who Bjork is, even if you don't know who Alan Iverson is, you definitely have at some point engaged with media. That is yeah. heavily influenced, if not just ripping that shit off. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Be- because of just the influence and for yeah. AI and for and for Bjork. And I, I say with Pertunchat too, I think it goes a little bit further than the respective mm-hmm. fields. Be- beyond the creative field, beyond the, the sports field, I think totally. there's influence in multiple ways, whether it's stylistically, aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of a, a I think all three are in that same same ballpark. Yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, just when you think about someone being iconic in a genre, yeah. Uh, really anything movie making anything like that they're going to stand alone um not just because of their creative output but also because of their own stylistic output just because they're right. that level you know it's that, just that's pop Iverson. culture you know a pop culture icon yeah, yeah. pop culture Sick. icons exactly yeah yeah all right so the third one is a little bit more of a deeper cut and then we want this is a tricky uh, one Jer- jerry stackhouse he was Stack. only a sixer for a couple of years but he was he was drafted by them drafted by the sixers traded to i want to say the Pistons before I was born. Yeah. Is that is yeah. that right? Okay, yeah. ninety eight. Because um, that's where he blossomed, you know. Yep. He was he was good yep. right out the gate though. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, um, Stackhouse. Um, I from my experience with Jerry Stackhouse, it might skew what my answer is. Um, Fair. but Jerry Stackhouse, my answer is is based on the version I know of him, which is a Dallas Maverick. Um, mm. which is um a later in his career player right but he was at the time still this athletic kind of freak dude it's like you got mm-hmm. this dude with a michael jordan-esque body right because i think at one point he was one of those dudes that's like oh he'll be the next mj right like yeah, yeah. in terms of you know, he gets a high flyer he can dunk and he's got this very aesthetically pleasing athletic game but he's also a hustle guy on mm-hmm. the mavericks that's what i i remember him as as a dude diving for loose balls being very physical even though he's a six six player, he would get out, box out rebounds, put back dunks, totally. type of stuff like that. That's what I would see. So what I see in that is a band that is very graceful in terms of their musical approach, like the writing, the songwriting, but also still very raw at their core. And even if they've evolved past it, or at some point, you know, had more of a scoring bag. This is more of the basketball thing. It was more of a scorer at one point, and then more of a hustle player later. Mm-hmm. Just a combination of at different points in their career being graceful but also having a raw grittiness and just very blunt and in your face my answer is mannequin pussy just in terms of like it's a band they have hooks they they have shit that goes hard they got grittiness but at at the end it's 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 graceful in the songwriting 
Um, it's just well put together. It's mm-hmm. a great picture. Aesthetically, it combines the grace and the grit as good as any band in any scene can do it. And I just felt like that was a comparison for Stack to, to sure. me, the version that I know where I knew of him being an older guy and I had heard about like, you know, when he'd do some shit, be like, oh, he still got it type of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like he still got the hustle. He still got all the stuff. And then I don't obviously see the highlight tapes from back in the day of him throwing it down, you know, being in transition, being a, a high flyer. So I kind of just put put the two together and, and that feels like man, it yeah. can see to me. Very nice. Yeah, that's 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 a good comp for sure. Um yeah, the way I thought of it is I kind of went the opposite end where you thought of him later at post Sixers. I thought of him how he got drafted and he was good, but then you know, he mm-hmm. got his all-stars in Detroit and kind of more right. people kind of gravitated towards him. So like a band that I thought was good when they came out, but like maybe they got their flowers a little bit more as they went on as a band uh would be the replacements oh, okay i feel like the replacements obviously were, you know, were good when they came out but they got more and more attention as time went on even though stackhouse True. did have the hype coming out but you know he got his yeah. credit due later yeah he had to build for it yeah that's yeah. a good pick that's a good pick it's crazy he was traded like only like in the second season right yeah two or three years into the career wow right at uh, like the blossoming points of alan iverson's career yeah. too yeah it's, true, it's very true. interesting I guess the you know front offices panic sometimes. Yeah, true. <laughs> they're like, we got AI, we need to do something. Right, you know? right. There's a lot of there's a lot of moves like that you can look at, but yeah, it is it yeah. is crazy looking back like 20 years removed and being like, damn, yeah. that might not have been a good idea. <laughs> well, our last one is the goat that you talk about is Joel Embiid, my hero. Yeah, yeah. This this is this one is so hard for me too to like to put one to. I have an answer. It also feels slightly cop out ish. Um, I have like two answers kind of, but yeah, I have yeah. a main one. And it's only because when I think of Joel now, I think of a person who has, it's, it's a couple levels. Someone, uh, as a player who is Philly to his core, right? He is a, a 76er. He gets what it means to be a Philadelphia athlete. He understands his role in the city. He understands his role, the organization. He understands his role to the fans. Um, and he's a guy who has been known to F around a little bit, but back in his day, he was a, a troller, you know, yeah. he would troll you on Twitter, you do whatever. But as his career has gone on, as his life has gone on, as he's had a child, as he's gotten married, he's become more of a mature person mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, and he's put on a very mature, um, uh, mature or a more mature persona, uh, towards the later years of his career as towards getting MVP, become a family man. When I think of a band with a similar trajectory as that, it's none other than a band that is Philly to their core. It is the Wonder Years, a band Ooh. who, over their entire discography, I know I mentioned them earlier, and we mentioned, yeah. uh, you know, talking about this stuff, and that's why it feels like a cop out because it is the Phillyest of Philly bands. Yeah. Um, but when you talk about a band who has roots, you know, where they start a band, it's just like let's just, you know, all be guys in a band and, and do this stuff, and it it's not not to call them trolling back then, but it was like. <laughs> a very youthful pop punk energy that reminds me of this, the tongue and cheekness that Joel Embiid had as his career. So now we get Wonder Years records talking about, you know, fatherhood and what it's yeah. like to be a parent um, and what's like to grow as an adult. And I think that that's very similar to an arc that Joel Embiid has had as a human being, as he's gone through certain things. And um, maybe it's just because I've been close to them. We've had those conversations about Joel and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but there's that uh, definitely. But I think in the terms of the play style, he has a little bit of a different band in him. And that band is Angel Dust, uh, where okay. it's kind of just like, where it's kind of just like 
fuck you. This is what I am. You know, like, like, oh, you hate that I shoot free throws? Oh, you hate that this isn't what it used to be? Fuck you. Like, yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm just going to authentically be what I am, um, which is a hooper, which mm-hmm. is what Angel Dust is, which is a a slapping band, you know? So <laughs> I, I, I kind of see that in terms of the energy of the play style, but definitely the player, the person behind the basketball feels wonder yearsy. Uh, that, that's my answer for Joel. I, I don't think he's, he's not a one band player, but I'm interested yeah, to see yeah. what you say. No, that's that's perfect because like I am a hundred percent in the same lane as you, because I went with a band, uh, musician rather, but that's personality wise, where mm-hmm. I, you know the early stuff is like kind of silly even, because uh, you yeah. say you know he's a troll, but then he matured later in his career or not later, but you know he he grew, he grew up a little bit, matured, got his award, got his MVP. Where this I picked Beck, uh, who okay. Early in his career, you know, he was making silly songs. He's got Devil's Haircut. He's got, you know, yeah. Loser, very silly songs. Yep. And But then, you know, he writes, like, Sea Change, and he, he starts making these more serious albums. One is Grammy yeah. in 2015. Yeah. And honestly, like, kind of even, like, matured in the same timeline a little bit. Although, back, obviously, he's been around forever. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like just the, the maturity is pick. where I went. Yeah. That's a great pick. I love that. I love that. Just in the, the evolution too. I feel like musically evolving from this very like raw and mm-hmm. trolly thing, but obviously being great and then kind of refining that into this more yeah. where you look at Joel from back in the day, he was doing all this crazy shit, blocking people, running up the court, screaming at people. And now it's like, okay, this is a seven foot guy who can come mm-hmm. give you the headsy, come up and, and, you know, fake a post spin and then go off yeah. the thing and it, it the grace in the the person the grace in the music and the grace in the basketball game all kind of go together as they evolve you know and you know back from That's when he was pick. trying to holler at rihanna on twitter on twitter and shit like yeah <laughs> he's, he's a wild dude he, i you know sometimes i wish like the silly guy would come out more yeah i think if he gets what he needs to get done he'll be a lot right. more silly I totally. think that's really the thing. I think hey, all you need is one championship and, and you'll get the yeah, trolling yeah. back. For you'll get sure. the silliness. You'll probably see all time levels of trolling. First, you'll yeah. see you crying. So you will be, you know, oh, stoked yeah. if he ever is to win a chip. But then you will see, you know, generational levels, MVP, un- unquestionable MVP levels of trolling totally. for a whole summer. <laughs> and it'll be dope. Yes. It'll be dope. It'll be so fun. I want to show about just entirely about that. Like a hard knocks <laughs> level of show about just like the Sixers winning a championship. That's what we the need. Trolling, yeah, yes. the, the, the generational level of trolling that ensues after. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'd be down. I say if, that, if they ever even come close, I'll, I'll be the person. I'll, I'll yeah. follow Joe around with the camera for twenty four seven at nine days a week if you need me to. Just, yeah. just let me know. Just hit me up. <laughs> NBA films. I don't know if you got NBA films, but NBA right. TV. If you ever need someone, I'm always here. I'm always available. We can move around the touring schedule for whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to. I just want to meet Joe. You know, I just want to tell him, tell him that uh, I think we understand each other. You know. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this is great. Uh, yeah, it's been really I, a, lot, a lot of fun. Definitely, I'm. I'm glad you got to come on. It's been great talking hoops to you. Uh, hope yeah, you guys can come through. You have a tour coming up. Um, we have some shows in March, but nothing coming to Chicago. But I believe we might be coming to Chicago. Later, it just might not be announced right now. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely not announced right now as we're IRLing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, soon, but I think we will be in that area. It would be really do cool I, to do a half. Do, I, do I need to cut this out or something? <laughs> uh, no, nah, no, you're good. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, anyone listening, like, just keep an eye out for Origami Angel coming to your city. Yeah. We'll we'll be we'll be there soon. We're we're playing a couple shows in March, and then we'll we'll be playing shows if you want yeah. to see us. We'll, we'll we will play shows eventually. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. All right, dude. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been a blast. Thanks for thanks for having me, man. It's been, it's been really great.